Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Well, that, uh, that interview was something else. So, here's the thing. <laughs> By the way, I'm Jason Hammer. Nice to be here. Brad Kloppenstein's in for Casey today. If you missed it, we uh, just interviewed Becky Cash, state representative from Brownsburg, Zionsville. To her credit, she sat in here and took uh, most of the hour talking about the budget, and she... She showed up. She showed up. When everybody else was a gutless weenie that is afraid to come in here because the radio host that's nowhere near six feet might be mean <laughs> to me, she came in here and answered... Well, she <laughs> talked about your questions. <laughs> so I give her tons of credit, golf clap for actually showing up, because that's where we're at right now with this Indiana Republican Party. Just show up and we're going to be surprised. Yeah, but I mean, let's face it. And again, credit for her for showing up. But the idea that you got somebody making 60 grand or more to work three months out of the year and most of the questions were I didn't know or I wasn't aware and the fact I mean it, look she she said it she voted for that budget which is abhorrent and totally screws seven million people over the fact that the vouchers were in there if which that's, makes no difference to people like myself right my kids go to public schools so I'm just going to get screwed because you feel like you've done the right thing here I think, and Brad, you can expand on this as well. I thought the interview was good. A lot of people were saying, why weren't you being Rob Kendall and screaming at her? Well, what good's that going to do? I mean, she, she, I let her answer the questions. She answered the questions. And I think if you walk away from that interview, you realize the majority of people in the Indiana general, well, first of all, she was very clear. The Indiana Republicans in the Senate are actively working against taxpayers in the state. I mean that was her. That's her her interpretation of it. Basically, I mean they're they are ruling the roost over there, and they hate you if you're a taxpayer. Well, kudos to Mike Young for actually walking out when he they wouldn't give him time to read the budget bill. He's like, all right, rules say that if I'm here, I've got to vote. I'm not voting on this thing. I haven't had time to read it. I'm out. And I'm sure everybody can sleep easier tonight knowing that it wasn't a pay raise. It was an appropriation. Boy, that was bad, wasn't it? Oh, that. Yeah. And then and then she admitted, well, yeah, we could have voted just to not give ourselves money. <laughs> and, and it's like, again, kudos, she's the only person with the guts to come in here and answer these questions. Right. She's got bigger you-know-whats than the dudes yeah. in that building. Boy, if you're a big, tough military guy like Jim Lucas, who is totally petrified to come on this show, and you look at that and say, the woman came in here and answered all the questions and didn't care. Now, again, it wasn't a good look, but she, at least she was here. And look, I know you and Lucas have your thing, but it's not just him. It's everybody. Sure. Like from the top to the bottom of the state of Indiana, I'm sure if any Republican was willing to come in here, sit in the chair, you'd have a conversation with them. Okay, so you guys are honest brokers. I obviously load these people with a passion I can't even describe, even though I get three hours to describe it every single day. But I think if you walked away from that interview, you had to realize a couple things. The average rank and file senator and state rep has no idea what's going on. They have no idea what they're actually voting on. They don't understand most of it, and they certainly don't understand the ramifications. Did I in any way misinterpret what you heard her espouse during that interview? She is a freshman, I believe is what she said. Right. She is a newbie. Uh, 
But yeah, that's kind of the takeaway here. If you're going to go into that building, you've got to go in there reckless abandoned. you got to look at Rod and Todd and all the other butt sniffers underneath of them and not want to be their friend, not give a damn. Your friends are the people that put you into the office, right? Do you really want to be friends with all these phony, you know, haircuts walking around in a suit? Or do you want to represent your community? And I look at what I'm going through right now with the Brownsburg Community School Corporation being as untransparent as possible. They admitted in a public hearing for eight years trying to destroy our street. I had a week to figure it out. You know what I did? Because it was important to me. And this is why I don't really buy her excuse that I didn't know. Because you know what? It's important to me to save my street and stick my boot as far up the backside of the Brownsburg Community School Corporation as I can for trying to destroy people. So I learned about it and have spent the past several weeks making educated arguments arguments to the people who are the deciders because I give a damn about it. So what happens next? Okay, because it's easy for you and us to all sit in here and bitch and moan and complain. And at the end of the day, as Jim Carrey once said, bend over and take it up the tailpipe here. So what happens next? What's your solution to situations like this where new people have no idea what's going on and the experienced veterans are taking you to the cleaners. No, no, no. You can't... All the the incumbents have got to be voted out. And I include her in that because she had seven months to prepare. It's not like you just get elected and walk in there. She was a Republican in a heavily Republican district. She had seven months between when she won the primary... And when she started serving, almost closer to eight months, that's no excuse to not know all of this stuff. You're making $60,000 or more to learn this stuff. That's a hell of a part-time job. At my part-time job I'm at, I don't make anywhere near that, and I know how to do the things. It took me about three weeks to learn how to do the things. When I was elected to public office, I had the same lead-up she did. And I wrote the largest municipal property tax cut in state history my first year in office. So it's bull that these people claim, well, I didn't know. And if you don't know, don't vote for it. Would you sign a mortgage without knowing it? Would you sign on for a car loan without knowing about it? Would you sign your kids over to a, a daycare without knowing what they do? No, that's no, it's a, that's such a lame excuse. So is it a fair statement to say that if there's somebody listening right now that's thinking about running, trying to primary one of these folks that already has a gig, would they have your support? Oh, absolutely. Any incumbent's got to go. Unless you're on a watch list or you have a photo of in a post office. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and the property taxes are the issue. That is the issue. Is gas tax in there, too? Uh, well, absolutely. But but that if you can raise a few bucks and you can coherently go out and articulate your position and knock on doors, you can win. These people are not her. Becky's not an arrogant person. She's an uninformed person, as we kind of learned. But... These people, most of them, are so arrogant and believe they're entitled to this that if you will put the work in and you can get on two or three core issues and not get off those, you will win. We get the phone calls every day and the emails every day. The, they they don't see it coming. Right? What's been the response since you guys had that conversation? What's been the response via Twitter, Facebook, the YouTube chat? What are you hearing? Well, I think it's, in general, people are kind of outraged that you've got a person. And again, she's the only one who come in. Look, they're all her, right? They don't read. They don't know what's going on. 
she may have read and doesn't understand. Either way, it's the same thing. And, and again, Senator Young was the one that said, if you're not giving me time to read this, went full Dennis Miller, I am out of here. Yeah. Threw up the paper and walked <laughs> off. And I think people are outraged by that. But that's why I was glad she came in, because I knew that would be the response. There's no need for me to go off the rails on somebody who's kind enough to come in here. I'm going to let the person speak for themselves. And I believe, and Brad knows this, as he's been around this a lot longer than I have, that's what the state house is. It's a bunch of people who don't know what's going on, and they're going to be bullied and strong-armed by the Flanders brothers into doing whatever they say to do. And a conversation that we had yesterday with the FOP president, Rick Snyder, you know, we were talking about crime yesterday, but I think politics is the same. You've got a media in this city that wants to be buddies with these people. They want to be invited to the balls and the dinners and cocktails, and they want to be friends with these people so they can get the access, and nobody wants to hold these people's feet to the fire. It's such a soft media market here. Even in Chicago, as blue and as liberal as Chicago is, they brought the heat to Lori Lightfoot. And I'm willing to bet that a lot of the media in Chicago probably votes blue, too. But they went after her. You don't see that here in the state of Indiana. Yeah, and this, and uh, Micah said it earlier, too, and it bothers me when they say, well, these new people, they don't, they, they, they get buffaloed by leadership. Bull, you don't work for leadership. You work for the people who elected you. Right. Well, and it's out of fear. I mean, they, they tried to replace Rod Bray last year, and the people that voted against him all got punished. They lost their committee assignments. They got put in the back row, actually behind the Democrats in some instances. And so I'd love it, to be back there. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, the, you'd be like Bender in the breakfast club <laughs> back there. <laughs> Hey, you've got a great, we just ran out of time, but the final segment of the show today, can you come and read back and read this letter you got from the Hogset people? Well, I'm not on the mailing list, but like you would say, I've got birdies. Yeah, this is great. A dramatic reading of the letter Joe Hogset sent out asking for money. Yes. All right, we'll see you. All right, uh, Brad Kloppenstein in for Casey. It's a Kendall and Casey show, 93 WIBC. Foxy Lady. Foxy Lady.